Good evening to everybody. Welcome to the post NFL Week Seven post game edition of the Sideline Junkies. Boy, we got a lot to get to today. I know one happy com- compadre is on the line with me right now. What's going on, KG? Hail to the Redskins! Hail victory! Braves on the warpath to fight for ODC. We're going to dive into that game a little bit because you shouldn't be singing that song with such joy. I'm going to tell you why, though. But how are we looking on those updated standards, bro? I know I took a, a hit in a couple, but I also know I won one where everyone picked against, uh, I believe it was the Eagles game. So how are we looking? Uh, uh, updated now, going into – Week seven, um, Delonte was leading the pack. At nope, I take that back. Yo, no, I'm, hold on. Delonte's leading the pack. Was leading the pack. Fifty-seven, thirty-four and two. You were right behind him. Fifty-six, forty and two. Uh, Junie broke the tie with Jim. He's fifty-one, forty and two. Uh, Jim's fifty, forty-one and two. And I'm still bringing up the real forty-seven, forty-four and two. And as of right now, with two games left to be completed, uh, you and Jim, only two with two losses. Uh, I'm right behind y'all with three. Uh, Junie has four losses today. Delonte, in a shocking move, is <laughs> six. Hey, man, it's, it's still only week seven. We're not even halfway through this 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 campaign yet, so... It's a it's a marathon. It's not a race, and um, you know we still got a long way to go. A lot of picking. A lot can happen. So, but, but yeah, hold on, and let's let everybody know the the nine thirty a.m. game this morning. We took that off the books for us. That's all. That's off the table. Yeah, we won't we won't make that mistake again. We'll make sure that uh we got caught off guard. We forgot it was a nine thirty game, um, but it won't happen again. We it will not happen again. We make sure I have we have our picks in for that. So, um, let's start local, not Redskins. Go to uh, the Baltimore and the Saints game. Mm. Saints pull it out 24-23. Drew Brees takes all his notebook and goes down his checklist and checks off a few more things. One is the Ravens were, were the last team he hasn't beaten in his career, so – he, I think it's him, Favre, and Peyton Manning are the only quarterbacks that have beaten all 32 teams. So he adds that to his record, and he goes over the 500 career TD mark for his career, just breaking all types of stuff. Final stat for the day for Brees was 22 of 30, 212, and two touchdowns. Uh, didn't he do anything to hurt the team? Ravens showed why they have the number one uh, defense. They definitely played good. They It was a couple of drives where the Saints went all the way down the field. And uh, I know the first drive, they got a fumble off the Saints. And the Ravens held their own. I just think when you get down to it, elite players make plays. And Joe Flacco is not elite. And that's why they didn't win that game. They had, they had eight opportunities because they went for it on fourth down. They got the pass and the first call. And then they had another four downs and just could not move the ball. Let's mm. see. I'm, I'm trying to see what his stats were. Uh, uh, Flacco was uh, 23 of 39, 279, and two touchdowns. Which isn't bad, but 
the amount he had to throw the ball and, and the results should have it just should have been more. He he overthrew a couple. Um he had some had some receivers that um, you know, if he could have, you know, maybe brought the ball down a little bit for them to get it. I mean, it's just all about being, you know, making be able to make throws when it counts. So um let's see here. That yeah, game should have went to overtime. Yeah, I think so. I think so. We 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 know why. Tell them why. My man, one of the most accurate kickers in the history of football, if I'm not mistaken. They say it every week, how accurate Every, every week. Every week they do. He missed the first extra point of his career, which which turned out to be the difference maker in this game, Justin Tucker. Mm-hmm. And, I mean, he was real humble about it. He's never Mike Vanderjack cocky, like, oh, you know, I know I'm going to hit this. He was just as shocked as everybody else. But I watched that two, three times. Did he really miss that? Did it go over the bar? It didn't go around the bar. Did it go over it? I'm just – I'm shocked that he missed it. He's so automatic. But yeah. I think he was more shocked than we were. Yeah. So, the Saints fall to the Ravens 24-23. Other and, way uh, around, brother. Other way around. I, Ravens fall to Saints. Yeah, the Saints beat the Ravens. I'm sorry. Saints beat the Ravens 24-23. to I'm so sorry. Yeah, that's the way uh, you wanted it to go because you got your head beating on that one. Hey, it's all good, man. I, I'm still sitting pretty for today, so I'm not too concerned. It was a game. Um, it wasn't like it was a blowout. I, they could have won that game, and I thought they would at home. But hey, it's why we it's why we pick. Um, the next game, another OT loss for the, the Cleveland Browns, and ah, uh, you feel bad for them because it's just like, what do they have to do to win a game? Nick Chubb goes 18 for 80 yards, a touchdown after they traded Carlos Hyde to the Jaguars, and he wasn't even available for the Jags today. So that was all TJ Yeldon. We'll get to the Jags in a minute. You, you know something, B? Before Everybody I'm... knocked that move of them trading Carlos Hyde. I don't know why. And I'm like, no, you don't knock that because you have Duke Johnson, you have Chubb. It's too much clutter in the backfield. They just drafted Chubb. And I think they were trying to see what they had in Chubb. And he's been the, – the chances he had to touch the ball – He's looked really good, so I think that's why they felt comfortable uh, sending Hyde out the door. And you know what? I said it uh, over the summer during the draft. Uh, whoever picks up Nick Chubb and Sony Michelle are getting two good, pretty good players that can be good down the line. And Sony Michelle's playing well. Chubb's got a chance. You know, eighty yards a day—that's pretty daggone good. So they definitely good. Four point four average. Uh, Sony Michelle got hurt today too. I don't know how serious it is. We'll probably find out more tomorrow. He got uh, his leg twisted down when he, he went down for uh, somebody tackling him. He got twisted completely around. That leg kept still. So hopefully he's okay. It's just a sprain, something small. He can, you know, uh, just get some ice on and, and be back in there for the Patriots. So the Buccaneers take that one 26-23. Uh, neither team really wanted this game. Jameis was 32-52, uh, 365, and two interceptions. Uh, the Buccaneers didn't do anything to pull away. The Browns didn't do anything to pull away. So, you know, it's just one of those games, man. It just come down to who who makes the final mistake. And the Browns made just one too many and gave the Buccaneers enough field position to hit a long field goal. And he, the kicker for the, the Buccaneers made up for himself because he missed a, uh, was it an extra point early in the game? I believe it was uh yeah, it's an extra point. He missed the mm-hmm. extra point, and, and he missed the field goal. 
So definitely he made up for that with the game winner there. The Lions went into Miami and there's 7,000 fans at Dolphin Stadium, wherever you, whatever you call that, uh, down in Miami. And they take out the Dolphins 32 to 21. Um, Matthew Stafford, pedestrian today for him, for him, 18 to 22, 217 and two touchdowns. But then you have my man Johnson on the ground, 19 carries, 158. Didn't have any touchdowns. He had a 71-yard run. Uh, LeGarrette Blunt, 10 for 50, one touchdown. Um, Golden Tate, four catches. Galladay, two catches. They didn't really get out as far as the receivers. Um, the Dolphins, surprisingly, I have to give credit where credit's due, KG. Brock Oswald is doing pretty good, man. Yeah, indeed. Indeed, indeed, indeed. It, it's surprising. Yeah, it is. It's very surprising. 21 or 30, 22 or 31, 239 and two touchdowns. Drake, six carries, 72 yards, 12-yard average, one touchdown. Um, yeah, uh, it, it's very surprising. that I, I just automatically pencil in losses when I saw Brock Osweiler was starting for the, the Dolphins last game. Because um, he's been that bad, so it's just you know we you just go off of you know what you've been seeing. Ask uh, Broncos country, ask the Texans. They seen Brock Osweiler shoot. Cleveland traded for him and then wound up getting him and then letting him go. Mm-hmm. They sure did. That was a scratch your back move. Hey, Cleveland, y'all got cap space. We need to get rid of Brock, Brock Osweiler. You scratch our back, we scratch our back sometime down the line, and and that's what happened there. And uh, go ahead, KJ. I'm sorry. No, nah, I ain't saying that. I'm, I'm listening to you because I we talk about that all the time, and I'm trying to think of the the, the adverse move that Cleveland pulled off for the Texans. I think they paid them back for it. I'm not sure, so I can't think of it right off the top of my head. Oh, we'll dig into it and find out. Um. The, the the pick that kind of put me over for the day as far as us, the Panthers, 21 straight, unanswered points. They they kind of did what they did last week with the Redskins, and they came up short. But they take out the Eagles at home, 21-17. They finally got it rolling. Cam, 25 of 39, 269, two touchdowns, no interceptions. Uh, Christian McCaffrey been having some trouble on the ground. Seven seven attempts, only 29 yards. Of course, Cam doing his thing on the ground. Seven for 49. Um, uh, Eagle- I'm going to need you to do something for me, though. Go ahead. When, when Cam has a game the way he had, and it was pretty good daggone game, um, they won it, and you bring up his stats. You got to – you know, we, we, we 80s babies that grew up in the 90s, so we know about New Jack Swing. So, you know, it has to come – as far as you know, when you call him, you gotta go Cam. Oh, Cam. I'm gonna leave that for you. <laughs> I'm gonna leave that for you. Um Yeah, I mean the Eagles, the Eagles, like I said, the Eagles had this game and then the Panthers came through late, like I said, twenty one unanswered. Carson Wentz, we've been talking about him since he got his job back a couple of weeks ago and we kept I kept I kept saying that Give him three or four weeks, and you're going to see the Carson Wentz and, and back in his form of last year before he got hurt. His day, 30 or 37, 310 yards, two touchdowns. Not bad at all. Not bad at all. They have no running game whatsoever. None. Uh, no running game whatsoever. And that 
Jay Ajayi being gone really hurts them. But um, this is where you miss LeGarrette Blunt. This is why I, I felt they shouldn't have got rid of LeGarrette Blunt. Well, not got rid of him. I felt that they should have re-signed him. This is where you miss him at. Yeah, it is. It is. I, I just think, you know, they, they're so loaded and have so much – they barely have any cap space. So it's just – it's always like that with the, the top-tier teams. If somebody just got to get let go or if somebody doesn't redo their contract, you know, across the board and help make spaces, it's always going to be some casualties. So, but the Panthers take them out twenty-one to seventeen, uh, which was this is actually end up being a really good game. The Patriots go into Soldier Field in Chicago and beat the Bears thirty-eight to twenty-one. Thirty-eight thirty-one. Thirty-eight thirty-one. I think you gonna I don't have my glasses on, so you had to. I got the phone as close as to my face as I can. <laughs> so. But uh, Tom Brady, 25 of 36, 277, three TDs and one interception. The Gronkless Patriots go into Soldier Field, take out the Bears. Uh, Josh Gordon, he's just looking good, man. It's just, and, and, and this is what his third game with the Patriots, third or fourth mm-hmm. game? Seven, I believe it's the third. Seven targets, four reception, 100 yards, 25 yards on average. Uh, Chris Hogan, seven targets, six receptions. Uh, White. Out the backfield, eight receptions. Edelman five. It's just, just you just go across the board. It's just he has too many weapons, and when you give Tom Brady that many weapons, it's always going to be dangerous. Uh, Mitchell Trubisky, three thirty three, two and two. Um, Trubisky had six attempts for eighty one yards on the ground. Howard had thirty nine yards, and Tank Cohen fourteen yards on the ground. Um, they just got too much, KG. They just... But no, no, hold on. Trubisky almost pulled that out. And I think if he would have got a little bit more oomph on that throw because he was hit as he threw that, he would have got a little bit more oomph and got that into the end zone. He went up and got it. We would have went in the overtime in that but game. See, but see, everybody's saying that. But if he had got more oomph, he would have put it past them. Uh, yeah, because they, well, you know, but they were all still running. They stopped. But I mean, that was a hell of a catch, but an even better defensive play by that secondary that was out there by grabbing him, yeah, grab, no, holding his hands down, no. making sure he couldn't extend to get over the goal line. That was yeah. that was a smart heads-up play. And, and smart, well-coached teams do that. They know what the situations are and what they have to do in crucial situations, and that's what separates the mediocre teams and the elite teams. You see it every time. We saw it. We, well, we're going to get to that game. We, we saw it earlier, but um, I'm watching the KC Cincinnati game. It might be a long day for uh, Cincinnati. They just don't look like they can stop Kansas City. He just hit Kelsey on a long one down the left sideline. It's just they don't know what's coming. Oh, as soon as I say that, Cincinnati's about to get a pick. But uh, on to the next game. The Texans finally come through for me. Yeah, for you. Finally come through for me and take out the Jaguars 20-7. to I absolutely enjoy watching DeAndre Hopkins barbecue loudmouth all game. He barbecued him the entire game. He, he only had three receptions, but it was just so pretty. He barbecued him on all three receptions. So Deshaun Watson, 12-24, 139, nothing serious. Uh, Cody Kessler came in, KG. Is that the end of Blake Bortles in Jacksonville? In actuality, I think it is, but it should have been the end of Blake Bortles uh, the end of last season. Instead of offering him that contract, 
I, what was it? What did they give him? Fifty four million over four or five years, I believe it was. But you you know why he got that contract, right? Yeah, because he took him to the playoffs. But no, that, that was that Pittsburgh game. I I understand that. I understand that wholeheartedly. But one game does not make a franchise quarterback. I'm sorry. It seems what? like it. It seems like it does in today's NFL. Garoppolo, uh, Brock Osweiler. I mean, um. What's the uh, boy that went to uh, Seattle? Uh, uh, Matt Flynn. Matt Flynn. It seemed like if you give them one uh, one really good game and you look good and you over three hundred yards, you team start calling. It's just what it seems like, man. Three years, fifty four million dollars. He signed that back in February, they, and they I question. I question that they have to have some type of. If you don't perform or something, they can get up from underneath that. They have to because if they're stuck with Blake Borders for that, they they that's that's a that's a really bad move. But it's like I said, he had that that game at, at Pittsburgh where he absolutely shredded the Steelers and um and that in that playoff game on their way to the AFC Championship. So uh, I, I'm with you, KG. I think Cody K. You'll see Cody Castle from now on. He he did move the offense a little bit. They did get down there, did get a touchdown. So it's a step in the right direction. Um, next game, one of my uh, one of my upsets didn't go through. The Vikings handled their business, thirty-seven to seventeen over the Jets. Um, Kirk Cousins twenty-five of forty, two forty-one at two touchdowns. Uh, Sam Donald had a little trouble today, seventeen of forty-two, two oh six, one and three. Um, he had a lot of throws. They look good. And he just he shows his rookiness and, and and just making mistakes and trying to force stuff and not waiting for what you know what he needs to wait for to 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 get down the field. But I, I think the Jets, man, they played some really good defense today, though. KG. Yeah, they did. The Jets played pretty well, but I I, I mean I kind of knew they weren't going to do anything against Kirk Cousins. I just I. I... I don't know. I'm just I'm not I'm not too sold on the pieces that's around Sam Donald right now. I I can understand that. I think I think the Jets are one of those teams if you if they can get a lead and then let the defense really really settle in and, and take over and they can't play from behind. No way. No. They, no. They can't they can't definitely can't play from behind. They got behind and uh, they they tried to get get back in the game a little bit, get it down to ten, and and they just they just didn't have enough firepower to 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 bring it in close. You know, the Vikings is the end. It was just too much for them. Um, and of course, the the game we missed was the, was the Chargers twenty over the Titans nineteen. Uh, the the Titans dropped to three and four. Chargers are five and two. So maybe this year, KG, we don't have to. Wait for uh, – I know it's early, and they can drop some games, but we always know how the Chargers are always in the hunt late and start mm-hmm. slow. But now they're 5-2. and two, They look like they got their weapons going, Melvin Gordon. I don't think Melvin Gordon played today. Did he play today? Uh, that I'm not sure about. No, he didn't play today. Melvin Gordon didn't play today. So, they re- I guess – I don't know. I don't know exactly what happened, though. But – they got their weapons. They look good. Um, they're winning games, whether it's scoring or defense. They, you know, they can look like they can beat you or hang with you, whatever type of style you play. So, 
Um, look out for the charges. Look out for the charges. But you know what? I, I, I <laughs> the charges are five and two, and like you said, they always start off slow. Um, they did that under Schottenheimer. They did it under North Turner. And I think it's just a San Diego thing, but I think they they've shook shake they've shook that off and they about to do something. I don't know what they're gonna do in that AFC West because I think it's between them and uh Kansas City right now. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I I mean if it's if it's between them and Kansas City, it's, it, I'm giving it to Kansas City all day. I just think it's nobody Pittsburgh. Um, New England, those are probably the only two teams in the AFC that can hang with Kansas City as far as scoring. So, but I'm and the Chargers can score. I just don't think at the rate that the Chiefs can score. They, the Chiefs just missed a field goal, so it's still seven nothing Cincinnati. Um, so Kansas City, brother, Kansas City. What did I say? Seven nothing Cincinnati. Oh man, seven nothing Kansas City. Wait, I'm, where I'm, your glasses at? Go get your glasses. They're right here on the bed. I don't feel like wearing them. <laughs> <laughs> um, the Colts absolutely throttled my Buffalo Bills. I just don't understand what they expected out of Derek Anderson coming off the, the basically the scrap heap in the morgue. I don't understand what they expect. 20 or 31, 175, three interceptions. Chris Ivory, 16 uh, attempts, 81 yards. I just there's your bright spot right there because Shady's not getting it done. So you got it. When y'all signed Chris Ivory, I felt that was a good pickup because you, you, when you lost Gillisley, you didn't have that second running back to run in between the tackles. Chris Ivory is big enough to run in between the tackles a little bit. Yeah, he most definitely is. And we, I think we talked about it on, uh, on the show last night about just moving on from the shady, um, the shady experiment. It's nothing against shady. I just think it's time that the Buffalo Bills start ways, part ways, and start getting younger and start figuring out how they're going to mold this team going forward. Because you know it's just it's just not working. But see, this is the part that frustrates me. It frustrates me for you. I'm frustrated for you. I'm frustrated for Bills Mafia, the fan base, because they had a chance to get rid of Shady and get something back, and they didn't pull the trigger. Philadelphia was interested. In Shady, getting Shady back. Shady should have never left Philadelphia in the first place, but that's a Chip Kelly move. We're not going to get into that. They had a chance to get him back, and I think Buffalo nicks the deal. Well, it's still young. We, we're in week seven. Um, we, got, what, we got another week before the trade deadline. I, but I thought trade deadline was week six. I thought it was – but I may be wrong. I'm sitting in front of the computer, and I'm thinking about things. Hold on. All right, well, I'm going to – the, the, the Colts 37 to 5 over Buffalo. The Broncos on the Thursday night game absolutely demolished the Cardinals 45 to 10. Um, Josh Rosen is not looking good for the Cardinals. Duke Johnson, I mean, not Duke Johnson, David Johnson for the Cardinals is just, they, they, I don't just, they're not giving, for me, they're not giving him the ball enough. Uh, the Broncos didn't do anything special on offense. Case Cannon was only 14 to 21, 161. Uh, Lindsey running the ball 14, 90 yards. I just, that defense was just too much for the Cardinals, and uh, they just couldn't do anything against them. So. And 
The NFL trade deadline for 2018 is October 30th. So that's next it's week. Tuesday. The, not Tuesday coming the following Tuesday. Okay. I think I think you might get something done. It, not now because Shady left the game hurt. Um, and you, you gotta you gotta have it done by four PM. So he better be well by four PM on October thirtieth. I'm I sorry, three fifty nine. I think it's a couple of teams that need running backs. I think if Buffalo they're not gonna get any high pick for him. You know, I think if you can get a pick for him, fourth, fifth round pick, and go ahead and send him out the door, let Chris Ivory start, let some of the young backs you know, see what they could do, um, you know, and, and just go from there. Um, now, let's get to the barn burner of the day. And it's a lot to get in because I know you sat and watched the game. I sat and watched the game. I was trying to get my man Gary to come on there um, and help us break this down. But the Washington Redskins squeak out. I said it on the podcast. I want y'all to listen to these podcasts. I said it was going to be a close game, probably a field goal going to win the game. What was my score prediction, KG? Uh, your score prediction was 27-24. 27-24. I predicted the field goal, but it was 2017. Um, Dallas had a crucial, crucial snap penalty. They backed them up another five yards. And if they didn't back up those five yards, that boy would have made that field goal and it would have went into overtime. Instead, they back up five yards and it hits the left goal post and bounces out. The Redskins leave Raul John, Maryland, 2017, first place in the NFC East. Now, let's get into the breakdown of this game, brother. It was it was ugly. Three and a half quarters. Three and a half quarters. Everything worked right. Three and a half quarters. It all worked right. Now, before I even get into this, I have to apologize to my wife, my youngest daughter, because they were in the room with me. When that field goal bounced off the upright, I screamed out of nowhere. I was very, very quiet, and I screamed, and I scared both of them. Um, I believe all of Maryland, D.C., and Virginia screamed. Yeah, I, I can believe it. And both of them are loyal listeners to this podcast, so I apologize, ladies. But I I know I burnt up your phone. I burnt up my fantasy league uh, players' phones that I play in fantasy with. This game was sealed up, and all you had to do was pretty much run out the clock when it was uh, when they scored the touchdown to make it seventeen to seven. But I don't know for three and a half quarters. The defense was stopped. They stopped Zeke all day. They contained that, but all of a sudden they relaxed. And I tried to tell uh, one of my 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 my, my guys that playing the lead. He was like, "Oh, this is done. It's over." I said, "No, it's not." Dallas has came back. They need two scores, ten points. It was twenty to ten. Mm-hmm. They need two scores. I've seen them do it quickly. It's not over. Oh, man, it's over. It's over. It's still four minutes left. That's too much time on the clock for any NFL quarterback. The way the defense collapsed in those last four minutes, you blitzing. I understand you wanted to get the pressure on Dak, but how are you blitzing? More people than they have to block, but nobody's getting through, number one. Exactly. Yep. Number two, how is it that you know Dak got wheels? He don't have legs. He got wheels. Sit a spy in the middle. 
I don't care if it's a, your fastest DB. I don't care if it's your fastest linebacker. You sit a spy in the middle. Everywhere Dak moves, you move with him. That's what you do. That's your job. If Dak go to the bathroom, he I need you to come back out and tell me how many times he shook it. That's how close I want you to be to him. They didn't do it. So, in turn, Dak had, what, three big runs in, uh, towards the end of the game? Yes, he did. That was the letdown. Three and a half quarters, you played awesome defense. The offense did what it needed to do just to eat up clock. AP, 24 carries, 99 yards, 4.1 yards. I, I think huh? – I, be, I beg to differ. I'll, I'll let you get – but I beg to differ on, on the offense doing what they needed to do. That, but they didn't score the points that they needed to. But once it got down to it, it was like playing keep away. Um, Alex Smith, 14-25, 178 and a touchdown. I felt that Capri Bibb should have got the ball a little bit more to give AP a little rest. But And I, I said it on the pregame show. Samaji P. Ryan, I would have made him inactive today and activated Mac Brown. Just to grind out that clock. Because that last drive really pissed me off. And then on Dallas' side, Dallas did what, you know, what we know Dallas can do. Dak showed that he got wheels. He didn't look like that during the headlights uh, that he looked like uh, early in the season against Carolina. Um, a couple games ago, I can't remember who they played. He looked pretty bad. He looked like that. Um, Zeke was held in check, but when Dak needs somebody, he don't have Witten anymore to go down the field. You know why? Witten's gone, but he has Cole Beasley. Come on, you got to cover Cole. I was disappointed by nobody knowing that. I'm sitting there pre-snap calling out the plays. How do you not notice? You know, you did film study. I didn't have to do film study to know what they do. I was, very, just, I was very disappointed, and I want to, you know, the Redskins do not have a number one cornerback, okay? A number one cornerback should be able to play both sides of the field, and if you need him to follow somebody in the slot, that's what you need him to do. That's what a number a number one cornerback. I need you to shut this person down. This person is their number one person that they're going to. It's not a secret. If Zeke's not getting the ball, it's Cole Beasley. And that last drive where they went down, Cole Beasley, the fourth and thirteen, Cole Beasley. Like we know this. You're sitting there, you know this. Josh Norman's on. I think what was he on? Gallup. Yeah, Gallup. Yeah, Gallup. Gallup. Whatever but, you his know, name is, and he you know something. Go ahead. I I I, I want to give you big ups for this. You said that you know you got to be a number. This is what I got to say to that. You <laughs> say it, say it, just say it. Good grief, you said it, boy. <laughs> That's what I say to that. Hey man, it's it's the truth, man. It's it's um, I think the play calling on both sides of the ball is horrible. Um, we saw that in the third, going in the third, in the third, fourth quarter, the Redskins defense and the offense. And, and I'll get, I'm going to get back. I'm, gonna, I'm working my way through the game. When the Redskins got the ball back with a minute and some change, you know Dallas has all three timeouts. So you know at least you have to get one first down to at least eat up some time if you're trying to play keep away. They line up in a single back double tight end. 
was it triple? It was, yeah, it was double tight end and a receiver. So it's just like it's screaming, we're running the ball. Sean Lee, I don't care. I don't care how much you hate the Dallas Cowboys. This is when your football knowledge comes in. He's been waiting for play. This is one of the top middle linebackers in the league. He's waiting for plays at this point. He's seen you run. You're screaming run. This is a perfect time for a play-action pass. You got one of the top tight ends in the league in Jordan Reed that he is being severely underused right now. You have somebody that at the peak and prime of his career was uh, uh, one of the top tight ends in the league in Vernon Davis. It's no way they hand the ball to AP. What does Dallas do? Dallas is waiting for that. AP goes nowhere. Nowhere. They, they do a bunch formation to try to do the sweep right. Guess who's waiting for that? Sean Lee is waiting for that. You know why? Because the play calling from the Washington Redskins and Drake Gruden is horrible. It's predictable and they they put up a really good stat, and I, me and KG was going back and forth, and they over the last whatever games Washington is twenty eight twenty eight and one. You know what that tells me? They do just enough not to lose, and they don't have enough to to take that next step to put teams away to 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 make the plays when it counts. We're doing just enough to get by. And Kevin broke it down really good. You go nine and seven one season, seven and nine. You have a ten and six season, six and ten. You keep falling off. There's no consistency, but the play calling, like it's it's just it's just for me it's horrible. It's it's amazing you say that because Jay Gruden. Just like his brother John, were once uh, <laughs> boy wonders at offensive coordinator. John was a, a, a boy wonder with uh, Philadelphia, and then again with uh, Oakland. But he, here's my thing, KG, and I think Alan said it when I had Gary. We we had Gary's time a week or so ago. What has Jay Gruden? What did Jay Gruden do in Cincinnati? That you're like, wow, that offense was number one. I, Andy Dalton had career years. Like, he, he he groomed Andy Dalton. That was it. Okay, and that's not saying much. That's what I'm saying. You you're telling me he groomed Andy Andy Dalton. That's like nothing. That that that's Andy Dalton's not an elite quarterback by far. The only reason why Andy Dalton's name stays stays relevant is because he has AJ Green. Mm. You know what? When they made uh, Jay Gruden head coach, now I, I knew his background. I knew him as I mean I'm an Arena Football League fan, so AFL Orlando Predators. I was a huge fan. I remember him as the head coach of the Orlando Predators. I remember him as the quarterback. I remember he came out of retirement to play quarterback. I remember him sitting on the uh, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers when his brother took over and. He was on that staff that won the Super Bowl. I remember all of that. I know his mind. I, I watched him in Cincinnati. I know his mind. Okay, fine. Uh, but this is not the same Jaden I'm saying. Of course, it's a it's a different level. It's a different responsibility. I'm just. This is not arena football. 
understand you got four arena bowls and your arena football hall of famer. I just, I don't know where his disconnect is and where, where's the J that earned this job. Cause with Cincinnati, he wasn't Cincinnati was playoff bound every year. But also like you just said, uh, they got AJ Green. I got a rock. <laughs> we we got nobody. We got nobody on the outside. And and to all the Redskins fans that was ready for Kirk to go, I hope you see how good Kirk Cousins was. You gotta excuse Brian Jr. He doesn't understand that today is football Sunday and podcasting Sunday. So we'll give him a break and a pass this time. He's only what three weeks old, so <laughs> but but it's the the play calling is not creative at all. It's it's nothing that it's predictable. Like somebody at home, because there's a lot of a lot of players that feel like well, if you haven't played this game, you don't know this game, and it's that and that. Okay, okay, fine. I agree with you 100. percent So that means I shouldn't be able to sit home and call out the next play. Okay, that's where your your elite coaches are separated from your mid middle middle of the pack coaches. And then Joe, Jay Gruden is a he's at the back of the middle of the pack. That's what Jay Gruden is. As far as play calling, uh consistency, preparing a team. I think this is all C minus for Jay Gruden. I think preparing the team is probably D plus. And even though they've been a little bit a little bit better prepared, uh, I mean but it's not like we have to go back to last season. But like the last time this team came out flat was last season, week ten. You go back a couple of weeks ago to the Saints game where they came out and laid an egg on national TV. That's unacceptable for a team that you feel like to one you want to win the division. You feel like you had the pieces to win the division. Um, Paul Richardson out again today. It's just like why? Why did you go get him? Why? Josh Doxson played. He's he's a disappointment. Like, at some point, KG, you still with me? Yeah, I'm here. Okay, it got real, it got real quiet. At some point, and this goes the same for my Buffalo Bills. I'm not not picking on the Redskins. At some point, that dog gotta come out. And you gotta realize we're at home. Um, we got Dallas by we got Dallas by the skinnies. And we're going to put our foot on their throat. And we're going to send them home in these dark blue jerseys. Which I absolutely hate. I hate the dark blue jerseys. I hate the star. Let me. Okay, go ahead. I'm just saying, they don't have that. They do not have that instinct like, let's put this game away. Now, they have somebody on their team that has that in Adrian Peterson, I believe. They have that person, but if your play calling is predictable and you line up with two tight ends and a big set, I, and you you know you're going to run the ball. It's, it's nothing creative about that. Why not put out three wide receivers, spread everybody out, get Sean Leo, try to get Sean Lee away from the line of scrimmage. You know, do something. You know what, B? And this is <laughs> this is my whole thing. Uh, excuse me. 
when you got Jordan Reed, and you know the matchup you want with Jordan Reed is Jordan Reed matched up on a linebacker. You split Jordan Reed out, let him match up on a linebacker. You know it's not going to be Sean Lee, but it's not a linebacker in this league that can check Jordan Reed. That's what you want down the middle. But instead, you're putting Jordan Reed on the line, you're putting Vernon Davis in motion, and you're letting Vernon Davis take on these linebackers. Even though I don't think it's a linebacker, even at 35, it's not a linebacker in this league that can really keep up with Vernon Davis because he can still run a 4-3. Yes, he can. Yes, he can. But you can't – if you want them to work the middle of the field, and those are two pretty damn good tight ends, you want them to work the middle of the field, don't crowd the middle of the field. Don't send people on posts and slants. and you, you cluttering up the middle of the field if you want them to work. You can't do that. And that's where the, the – the, I put this on Jay. I put it on Matt Cavanaugh. You got to work your strengths. We talk about it all the time here on the sideline junkies. You got a player, do what works for that player. And you know what's crazy, KG? It's not like. It's not like what? It's not like Jay Gruden, this is his first year and he's just getting the, the keys and he's learning how to use Jordan Reed. He's seen what Jordan Reed can do in action for the past, what, three or four seasons? Yeah, when he's healthy, so, and when he, so, and you know what, that's that was his that was his calling card. I I just don't understand. Like we see it all across the league, when you got a top elite playmaker like Tyreek Hill on on Kansas City, like Todd Gurley, um, Brandon Cooks, Robert Woods, they make plays just for those guys, just for them. To get them the ball, I'm finding Jordan Reed should be have at least ten targets a game. Whether he catches them or not, that's something different. He should have at least ten targets a game. I'm trying to see. He had four targets, two receptions, forty three yards a game. Unacceptable. Four targets for one of the better tight ends in the league. A difference maker. Somebody that's a mismatch. Probably eight out of ten times he's a mismatch on somebody. You show me a game where Gronk probably got I, – I, we need to go back. I want to see a game, the last couple of New England games, how many times Rob Gronkowski was targeted. 10 I, to 12. I, I guarantee it wasn't four. No. The Redskins have a – they're number one in the NFC East. But like I said, with, with the sideline junkies' picks, weekly picks, this is a marathon. It's not a race. And if they keep playing like that, they're going to give that lead up to Philadelphia at the end. Philadelphia or Dallas, because Dallas is Dallas is not that far away from they've they, they've been putting together some. I, I'm I'm reading the articles. All the you know the, the Cowboys need to trade for passing help. Blah blah. So do the Redskins. Sign Des Bryant. I was thinking that, brother. When they were on the goal line before that, Dak ran that ball in, I said, right now is where you throw it up to the X and let him work his magic, and it would be six points because it ain't no cornerback on the Redskins that probably could stop Dez in the end zone. Definitely not Josh Norman. Josh Norman is a disappointment. I don't, I, yeah, I hate that. Look, until he find that that dog in him to play football, and put some straps on people and stop playing 
10, 15 yards back and get in somebody's face and hit them in the mouth. I, I he just he he's getting paid as a number one. It, it, it's a rip off. Y'all are getting ripped off to the utmost. But let me ask you this, and this is what I thought about: How much of that is him? How much of it is Greg Minuski? How much of it is Tory and Gray, who's the defensive backs coach? Because you know a lot of that goes into that. But I don't. I'm not trying to make up uh, 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 excuses for him. But how much of that? How much of that blame can be put on a defensive coordinator and the defensive backs coach? I think everybody has to take blame across the board. I I think I, I really do. I mean, I think with that, everybody has to take take blame. I think with the play calling, I think that's on Jay's shoulder because you know he's is going through his headset and he, it's him dialing up those plays. That's his that's his baby. He's an offensive minded coach. So between him and the OC, I blame that on Jay, the the play calling. I just the, the game should have been put away. There shouldn't be no no tiptoeing. We're just trying to do enough to get out of here with a win. No, put some points on the board so you can look over to that Dallas sideline and see them sitting there like, man, what do we get ourselves into? I hate coming here. Hmm. Dak Prescott drops to four and one. He he was undefeated against the Redskins. Now drops to four and one. So, go ahead, KG. What was you going to say? No, I'm, I'm just thinking about it. I just I'm happy with the win. Now, let me rephrase that. I'm ecstatic with the win. A win is a win, right? But now we have to take. Even when you win, you take that film and you build off of what you didn't do right. And you say, okay, I didn't do this right. I didn't do that right. Okay, we won and we didn't do these things right, but we did this right. Okay, we take what we did right, keep doing that. What we didn't do right, let's change that. We need to work on this from Tuesday to Friday. And then we do a walkthrough. It needs to be reiterated again on Saturday. That's it and that's all. But will it happen? Only heaven knows. I mean, I don't. I, 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 I'm happy. I'm not going to take away from the win. But I just want, I wanted to see that team that played the first three and a half quarters. I want to see that team for the rest of the year that can stop the run. That are getting pressure up the middle. I'm from the outside. Ryan Kerrigan. Let's 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 talk about that. Ryan Kerrigan. Oh, he don't get sacks. He came up with two sacks today and a strip, which the fumble resulted into a touchdown. So don't ever talk about the showstopper like he ain't getting it because he is getting money out there. And anybody that don't really care for Ryan Kerrigan, you have to see what he does. It's not all about the sacks. When he takes on those double teams, he's freeing somebody else up to get those sacks. Which is very true, very true, man. It's when when you game plan, you game plan. When you look in the Redskins defense, of course, and you're looking at the front seven because Payne and Allen, they you know they try to make a name for themselves. But you know who Ryan Kerrigan is, and you know you have to game plan for him. He got a couple holding penalties, like you say, he got the the, the strip. So he's making a difference out there. It's just you know they want to see Khalil Mack type. He's not that player. 
He's not that type of player. He's a different type of force, and that's fine. And he's doing. I think he's doing what he's supposed to do. And I think as um, Allen and Payne come along, and um, what's my other man on the uh, y'all defensive line? Uh, uh, we got Ionitis. Ionitis. I think as, as those boys kind of get get their feet in a little bit more and dig in, you can see Ryan Karen can free him because until they start making some noise and make it known that hey, if you want send double teams Ryan Kerrigan way or shift your line to, to to block for Ryan Kerrigan, we're coming through. So once that happens, it'll open up payday for everybody. Hmm. I just uh, w- one thing that, that was game related but not as far as play that disappointed me, all them damn blue jerseys, all them stars that was in our stadium today. It disgusted me. I told you this in a, in a text message, how disgusted I was on third down. The Redskins had a third down. We're in FedEx Field. The Redskins had a third down. The Cowboys bench is telling the fans to get up, and that crowd got so damn loud. I was disgusted. I was sick to my stomach. How can you come into my house and tell my fans to come on, stand up, and get loud? And they get they respond. Cincinnati like, Bengals have just scored, making it a 14-6 pin and extra point. Ugh. It made me sick to my stomach. I don't ever want to see that. But in return, I think we got enough time. Everybody book a flight to Dallas. Everybody in Redskins Nation. Book a flight to Dallas for the next Redskins-Dallas game. Let's go take over AT&T Stadium, the world's largest toilet bowl. Let's take it to them the way they take it to us. That's how we do it. Bro, it's not even just – FedEx Field has a problem right now that is – not just a Dallas Cowboy invasion problem. It's every team. We when we talked about this. We touched on it a little bit before and probably one of the previous episodes. But for whatever reason, and, and a lot of it's stuff, hub, a lot of it's the ticket exchange and stuff, and fans are able to get in. But you don't see this in Green Bay. You don't see this in Minnesota. You don't see this in Oakland. You see it in Oakland, you're probably going to get a brick upside your head. <laughs> you know, you, even Philadelphia in, too. Don't forget Philly. The Jets, the Jets come in, in green deep, and and MetLife. Um, I'm trying to think of the other teams that if if your team does it, and I'm not Pittsburgh. You don't see this in Pittsburgh. This is what I'm saying. You have and winning takes care of a lot, but you have to get your fans in that stadium. That stadium should be loud. It should be noise complaints from the neighborhood. Mm-hmm. But it can't be because it's only 55% Redskin fans in there. We talked about it last night on, on, on just the, the freestyle we did, the freestyle episode we did. And you said 55%. I said 45%. We were probably right right there. Right there. Because if you look in the stands, it's just blue everywhere. And it makes you – but it, it's not just FedEx Field. It's Capital One Arena, too. The Lakers come here. The Rockets come here. Um, the the Suns. Any team come here. Golden State especially. Now all of a sudden, it's fifty fifty. 
Like, we're in Washington, D.C. Where all these Golden State fans come from, and how did they get in here? Hey, <sighs> bro, that's a it's – it's, it's frustrating. It, you, even with the Buffalo Bills being as bad as they are, you don't see that in Buffalo. Buffalo Bills fans come to those games. You'll see a sprinkle of, you know, especially if it's a, it's a Green Bay or if it's New England – You'll see them in the house, but not like at FedEx Field. That's it's ridiculous. Yeah, but the thing is, the fan base was once so rabid that you know you got geeked up walking through the parking lot because you seen nothing but burgundy and gold at one point. You saw throwback jerseys. You saw current jerseys. You don't see that anymore. It's like FedEx Field doesn't even feel like home anymore. Yeah, you'll get the you know the chance that we want Dallas when Dallas is up next. Yeah, that that's fine and all. Of course, we chanting we want Dallas if we won the game before. Yeah, we want Dallas. But when Dallas comes to town, them damn blue jerseys and them damn stars once again are taking over the daggone stadium. You know what? It's so bad. I don't know if you remember this, B. We went to a Buffalo-Washington Redskins game at FedEx Field. This was maybe about five years ago. And a Cowboy fan was in there. He was the only Cowboy fan. I mean, he was decked out yep, in a I Michael Irvin jersey, uh, his blue hat with his dumbass star on it. And they had to, security had to escort him up out of there. Yeah. Got booed. He got booed all the way to his seat, and then – and then when he got to the seat, all you saw was commotion over there. Cause he didn't belong. Now, why don't why can't we get that when we play the Cowboys? They walk in there. You, you're a pariah. You don't belong here. This is not where you why, why are you even here? And so many cowboy fans that live in this area, so-called cowboy fans that ain't been no further than the only Texas they've been to is Texas Avenue. But you'll come in the FedEx field to watch your skins. Why? Why are you even here? You're taking up daggone seats that belong to daggone Redskins fans. But you, but you can't blame them. You have to blame the Redskins fans. Yeah, I blame them too. You got some people that are have tickets and give them to Cowboy fans. But you got Redskins fans willing to pay you top dollar. Now, granted, don't my wife's a, 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 a Cowboy fan. But if I had Redskins tickets to a game where the Cowboys weren't playing, I'm sorry, I love you, but you got to stay home. Well, I'm just saying, man, you you know, I know she listens to the, the podcast and all you got to do is hit that button and we come tie her ass up in the middle of the night and beat the shit out of her. But some <laughs> <in> her <ass. laughs> I'm just saying, man, I love you, girl, but, you know, that cowboy shit, we, we got to beat that shit out of you. I, I told her we, we're just brainwashed, but see, that's the thing, though. She cowboy owned, but she red skin operated. Always remember that. Uh, so that means you, you, you a traitor, too. Nah. I operate that. Uh, I run that. I run that. You, you I run the, that show. It sounds like you one of them Redskins fans selling your tickets, man. That's what it sounds nah. like, man. You know, if I get my hands on tickets, you know the first thing I say, hey, y'all trying to go to the game. <laughs> <laughs> hey, man. That's all we got for our post-game show. Um, we got to get – I got to reach out to Paul, and, and we got to get this NBA show going. And – uh get get really dive into the Wizards. I'm really trying to follow the Wizards hard this season so we can get on here and talk really dive into the Wizards. So 
and the Bulls and the Lakers. Who else we got on here? Allen's a Bulls fan. That's because that's the one. He halfway smart. <laughs> oh, my goodness, man. Hey, man. Sideline Junkies 24-7 at gmail.com if you want to reach us on Gmail. If you have an Anchor account, please feel free to send us a message about the show, about your opinion, your team. We will put it on the air, post it so it can be in the episode. Um, what else we got, KG? Oh, man. Uh, keep an eye out for uh, SidelineJunkies.com because I got some things that I've written that's going to be pretty good. Jeez, um, don't forget us on Twitter and uh, Instagram, Sideline Junkies. All right, AKG, man. Always a pleasure, brother. Um, uh, you, you know, it's, it's always, uh, especially after a win. I, I'm sorry that y'all only scored five points today, but I was, I'm always pulling for you. Hey, man, like KG said, check us out on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter. We'll be on there. We'll definitely be active. Take your pants off Monday for the for the scans tomorrow. Indeed, indeed, indeed. Shout out to David Aldridge for that one. So, congrats on the victory. I know it's going to be feeling real good this week. Who y'all got next week? Uh, next shoot, I got to look at the daggone schedule. I had, you know what? I've come to the to the point where I don't even look past the game. I I, won't, I don't start looking the next week until Tuesday. So I couldn't even tell you right now. I, I'm taking it one game at a time. Hey, I hear that, man. For myself, BJ, my man KG, that's all we have for tonight. Everybody enjoy the rest of the Kansas City uh, Cincinnati game, and uh, we'll come to you on a uh, Tuesday and uh, bring you our thoughts on the Sunday and the Monday night games. And also. Don't forget to check out the XFL. Uh, when does the X- XFL start? Uh, 2019. <laughs> we got to wait. Yeah, we got a ways to go. Well, I think this time the XFL is going to be uh, – they they had a chance to, to fail, and I, failure brings success if you learn from it. So this time XFL, I think it's going to be a moneymaker. I think it's going to be what it needs to be, and it's going to sustain this time. What you think? Uh, I believe so. I agree with you wholeheartedly because what what do we always tell each other? If you're afraid to fail, you're afraid of success. And we definitely know one Vincent K. McMahon is not afraid of failure. Nah, he always into taking a chance. And when he take a chance, it's not often that he fails. So do I get to do the Vincent McMahon XFL voice now or do I have to wait to 2019? I say you do it now. Welcome to the X F L. That's the best I got. <laughs> and I'll leave you with some macho man. Oh yeah. Tune in next time to the sideline junkies. Snap into it. <laughs> oh my god, but he won't he won't come on on Saturday nights, ladies and gentlemen. I'll be on there. Trust me, I'll be on there. That was just a, that was just a preview. I gotta get myself I gotta get back oiled up and ready to go. So all right. Well, we out. We really gone this time, everybody. <laughs> <laughs> we see y'all later, man. Good night, everybody. <laughs>